everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we have a few things to discuss. We're going to discuss Mercury retrograde, Mars in the sign of Cancer, Venus in the sign of Gemini, and this in-between period that we're finding ourselves in in between eclipses. This is eclipse season, and we're kind of in the midst of it, in the middle of it. So we're going to talk about the significance of that and things to watch out for. As always, I do have announcements. If you have not yet heard, I have an inner knowing Vedic coaching program that I have coming up that I've been so excited about. And the intention of the program is to help you build a life of meaning, authenticity, and clarity utilizing Vedic studies from India. So utilizing things like Ayurveda, yoga, of course, yogic philosophy, and Jyotish or Vedic astrology. And so you'll learn a lot about your Ayurvedic constitution and a lot about your Vedic astrology chart. We're going to spend a great deal of time on that, of course. So if you are interested in learning more about the course, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings, and then Inner Knowing Vedic Coaching Program and sign up for a call so that you and I can talk about the program and see if it's a good fit for you. Also, please keep in mind, I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer, meaning I use the astronomical placement of the planets when I talk about astrology. What do I mean by astronomical placement? I mean, if you download a star app to see where the stars are literally placed at any given moment in time, I'm using those placements. <laughs> so if you want to learn more about the difference between Western and Vedic astrology, I do have a segment on it. Um, you can scroll back. I, I just posted it recently. If you would like to see your Vedic astrology chart, you can go to my website once again, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings and chart to look at your Vedic astrology chart. And I also have put up a ton of playlists. So if you want to learn about the houses or the planets or the nakshatras, there are easy links for you to follow and learn more about everything in one place. So getting into these upcoming transits, working our way to the second eclipse. And so we just had an eclipse recently and the moon was in the sign of Scorpio, in the sidereal Scorpio, in the nakshatra of Anuradha. And the sun was in Taurus. And now we're moving towards a solar eclipse and this is going to take place on June 10th. And the solar eclipse is going to be in Taurus in the nakshatra of Mrigashira. And I'm going to go into a lot more detail on this next week when we have the new moon forecast. But this week, we're going to focus more on this phase in between. And we're having a lot of interesting transition occur in this in-between phase. And so Saturn has recently gone retrograde. And within this period, we see the planet Venus move from Taurus into Gemini. This is a much different feel. And we have the planet Mars move from Gemini into Cancer. And so Mars is the planet of war. It is the soldier. It wants to go out, it wants to either har harvest its crops, or it wants to pick up a machete, you know, like it's ready to go to war. And it also represents how we channel our anger, how we channel our frustration. And so wherever Mars is in your chart, it's going to give us a lot of insight in how you work with anger, how you work with frustration. If you've ever had a reading with me, I might 
say something about it, especially if you have some karma around anger. You know, Mars is going to give us a lot of insight. And so when Mars is transiting, there is this uh, connection to the collective anger and collective frustration. The sign of cancer is the mother. It's the nurturer. It's caring. It's soft. It's gentle. When this fiery planet of Mars moves in to the kitchen of cancer, <laughs> baking its cookies and wanting to tuck everyone into bed and read them a story, it feels really uncomfortable. Okay, so when Mars is in the sign of cancer, it's technically debilitated. And it's also going to now be aspected by a retrograding Saturn. So seven signs away, we have retrograding Saturn and an aspect of K2. So for this two month period, Cancer, or excuse me, Mars is going to enter Cancer on June 2nd, and it will stay there for about two months. And in this period of time, I definitely think that there's going to be a lot of anger because when Mars is debilitated, it loses its intelligence to handle conflict well or to handle anger well. And now on top of it, it's receiving these other aspects. And so I think that we are going to see a lot of volatility. And, you know, Mars has not yet entered Cancer. Mars is still in Gemini when this will publish. As I mentioned, it will move into Cancer on June 2nd. But we've been seeing tension build. And if you're watching the news, of course, there are events that are impossible to ignore that have been happening um, that are very, very tense and very awful and very devastating. And this has been going on for the past couple of weeks. And with and in the U.S., if you live here, there were multiple shootings here in this past week, which was just absolutely horrible and traumatizing. So we're seeing this tension kind of build. And now with Mars moving into Cancer and, and losing some of its like Martian intelligence, I do think that we're going to see some conflict and I think that we're going to continue to see tension and even in our personal lives I think that there may be situations that come up that are really difficult for us to confront there may even be issues around anger that come up like maybe we feel reactive maybe we feel particularly triggered in a way that we haven't felt in a long time especially for my Scorpios and my Aries who are ruled by Mars in Vedic astrology Scorpio and Aries are ruled by Mars so now their ruling planet is being debilitated so being triggered having these feelings of anger come up that are confronting and something to keep in mind for all the signs for all of you listening is to try not to react and a reaction is you get triggered and you immediately have a response okay so rather than having that immediate reaction to a stimulus, try to really take your time. Try to take your time. Try to sit with the feelings. Try to process them before choosing to 
respond. And I do want people to be careful, you know, and this is so dependent upon your chart, just depending on where Mars is going and what Dasha you're running, but definitely be careful too. Um, it can also bring a lower energy because Mars has a lot to do. I mean, the sun as well, but it does have to do with our vitality and our strength. It's our muscles. So there could be some fatigue. There could be some illnesses as well, depending on where it is in your chart. So it's just overall a good time to be really careful, to be really use this as an opportunity to handle conflict intelligently handle it intelligently and what does handling conflict intelligently look like it means taking your time not yelling not raising your voice because that's the best way to send us all into fight or flight so trying to keep your voice even asking questions giving space for other people to speak asking for what you need which may be validation it may just be reflection so if you're having conflict with someone maybe asking them to to reflect back what you're saying and so that could be hey i'm feeling really angry and then having the person who you're communicating with hear i or say i hear you're feeling very angry it makes sense that you're angry so reflection and then validation it's um, a super effective way to communicate and I'm just kind of feeling called to share this because I love this, this was something that I experienced in relationship counseling um, having like a talking stick and whoever has the stick is talking <laughs> and once they're done talking the person on the other end they reflect they validate and then they respond and so reflect is I hear that you're angry validate is it makes sense that you're angry even if you don't think that they should be. It's like, that's not our place. Just because we don't think they should be angry doesn't mean that they don't feel angry. We have to validate that you hear that they feel angry. So I hear that you're feeling angry. It makes sense that you're angry. I understand that you're angry and you're entitled to feel what you're going to feel. It's having respect for them and their experience. So reflecting, validating, and then responding non-violently what you would like to respond with and then ask your person to do the same for you so after you respond then you get the talking stick and you get to share everything that you're thinking and feeling and they're expected to reflect for you validate you and then respond this is extremely effective but having a third party to kind of facilitate it can also be really helpful so maybe call somebody else in but i love doing that i really appreciate that the majority of people I interact with have this style of communication and it's incredibly therapeutic. So for what it's worth, I think that it's a good time to practice healthy listening <laughs> with this Mars and Cancer. So that's one thing that I wanted to say. And so that's on an interpersonal level. Um, and then of course, being careful, not taking any risks and you know, just understanding that the world around you may be a little bit more chaotic and people may not be acting with as much intelligence. They may be acting a little bit more erratically and, um, you know, a little bit more volatile, perhaps. And so Venus has moved into the sign of Gemini and will remain there for about a month. And Venus in Gemini is really interesting because Venus is the planet of love and luxury and beauty and the finer things. And it's also diplomacy. So it has so much to do with our relationships and how we relate. And now it's moving into this really airy sign of Gemini. And Gemini 
is, you know, Gemini is changeable. Gemini likes to see both sides of things. It's very curious. It's very humorous. It's very playful. Um, and it's also being aspected by Jupiter at this time. The one thing about Venus and Gemini is that first of all, if you're single, it's a really nice time to go out and explore and come into contact with people. Of course, maybe this is over Zoom or somewhere where you feel safe, social distancing, um, interacting with people and kind of reminding yourself of what you like in relationship and what you want out of a relationship. If you're in a relationship, it's a great time to explore something new together, maybe cook something new or go somewhere new, do a new activity together, just bring lightness and fun and play into the relationship. However, it is a time where we might get the bug to believe that grass is greener on the other side. We may have some of those feelings come up, but then when Venus shifts, we may start being reminded that grass is greener where we water it a lot of the time, not all the time, but a lot of the time. So have fun, bring newness and freshness into the relationship if you're in one and really be pragmatic with your decisions. Don't, you know, don't do anything that you're going to regret is what I'm trying to say because those feelings may come up. So no, it may be for a season. It may be something um, that you stop feeling and thinking here pretty shortly. So that's a little bit about Venus in Gemini. Mercury is going to be retrograding from May 29th until June 22nd. And let's talk about Mercury retrograde. Let's do a refresher. I know I've talked, I've spoken about Mercury retrograde quite a bit, um, but we'll go ahead and review. So Mercury retrograde is when Mercury appears to be moving backwards. And we have a few planets that are going to be going retrograde. Uh, what's important to remember, of course, is that it's not literally going retrograde. It's an optical illusion, but the effect of the retrograde is very real. And when you start noticing it, you're going to really be able to feel it and pick up on it. And so Mercury rules our intellect, um, our cognitive processing, our communication, our technology. It could be our email, postal mail advertising, anything that involves communication, broadcasting messages, or like math, you know, our rationality, all these various areas are associated to Mercury. So when Mercury goes retrograde, these things tend to get skewed. And so this is for my Gemini and Virgo folks, particularly if you're a Virgo rising Virgo moon, Gemini rising Gemini moon, when Mercury goes retrograde, you guys are probably going to feel it the most because your ruling planet is retrograding. So this can bring miscommunication, confusion, making mistakes in emails, having printers go out, having your car get um, messed up, you know, something goes wrong with your car. It is not the best time to sign contracts. This is one of the first things that my teacher taught us when Mercury is going retrograde, do not sign contracts, do not make anything official. And you may also find that you're forgetful, you have to do things twice, you know, you leave your house without your shoes, <laughs> you know, like you leave your house without something that's important, you have to go back and get it, might have to do things two times. It's also not a good time to get something repaired. If you need technology repaired, if you need your car repaired, 
don't do it right now because if you do it you may have to do it again don't do anything like sending in a passport to get renewed it could get lost you know you may have to do something like that again it's just not the best time to do any of these efficient official um, things especially anything that you have to sign okay and check your emails make sure that your emails have proper grammar and aren't missing anything Make sure that you print anything important well ahead of the due date. This has happened to me so many times. I talk about this every Mercury retrograde because these experiences have scarred me for life. So seriously, if you need something printed in time, make sure it's printed days before um, just in case it goes out. And just be careful with the communication because our communication can be off. It may be challenging to communicate. We may just feel general brain fog and fuzziness. And so things may come out wrong. So those are also things to keep an eye on. And again, Mercury will be retrograding between May 29th and June 22nd. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about is this in-between period between the eclipses. And so, again, we just had an eclipse, and now we're coming up to another eclipse on June 10th. The eclipse dates and this period, it's kind of like a purgatory. Like, we're, we're kind of in this rebirthing process. And it's even said in sacred texts that anything we do under an eclipse will be multiplied by a thousand I was reminded of this recently by a dear friend of mine. This is significant. Anything that we do, and of course, this is after the eclipse. This is between the eclipses. But it demonstrates the power of the eclipses and how important our decisions are in this period, what our choices are and our actions. So it's a really important time to look at what we're prioritizing. And with this play you know with the lunar eclipse happening in Scorpio and now with the upcoming eclipse happening in Taurus there's so much around deep emotion you know Scorpio is like the deepest well and it's a water sign so it's like this deep well of emotions that often reside underneath you know and exist underneath and it's also very transformational Scorpio is all about transformation and change and passion and this continual growth. And now we're having an upcoming solar eclipse that, again, we'll talk more about in detail, but this is going to be in Taurus. And Taurus is so much about our sensuality and our material things. What makes us feel stable? Taurus has so much to do with our attachments, especially in the next chapter of Mergashira. It's what we're trying to pursue. It's where we're trying to go. And so I feel like in this in-between phase, we're going to have these deep emotional patterns that are coming up and resurfacing from the depths for us to look at. So there may be triggering events. There may be events that feel like they're not going our way. And regardless of if it's going our way or if it's not, big emotions give us insight into what's happening within us deep emotions are clues to how we're operating to what our operating system looks like and so if the feelings that we're kind of prone to are shame or guilt or feeling rejected there is kind of like a mother wound there's like this this 
ancient, very, very old part within ourselves that got hurt when we were younger that is still open and it's still going to bring about these emotions in various situations. And so when we feel those big emotions, it's an opportunity to look at why that may be. And instead of becoming a subject to it, instead of being a victim of it, we can become a healer of it and a lover of it and a mender of it by nurturing ourselves and and loving ourselves. So just remember that those feelings are not who you are. They're not here to rule your life or control your life. They're here and something to be very tender and delicate with. They're here to teach us about ourselves. And they're here to give us indicators and in how to love ourselves more and to nurture ourselves more so that we can grow past those wounds and operate from a space of authenticity and clarity. You know, because I think so many of us are so genuine and so sincere and have good heads on our shoulders. But then as soon as we get triggered, it all goes out the window and we turn into this other person. It's because we're operating suddenly from this space of like a wounded nature. We're letting that wound control us because we're trying to protect ourselves and we're trying to keep ourselves safe. Um, but the truth is that you are safe and you are secure and you are fully in control of your life and what you do with your life. So reminding yourself that you are in the driver's seat, you get to make these decisions. Um, so whenever those big emotions arise, just remind yourself of that and your worth, you know, your inherent worth and your lovability. I think those are some of the most important things. The other thing that I want to note is the attachment piece, because Taurus is so huge on attachment and um, things, having things, having things that make us feel secure and safe. But this could be a material thing. It could be a connection with someone. Looking at your attachments, making a list, make a list of three or four things that you feel heavily attached to. It could be a good thing or a bad thing. What are you attached to? And then asking yourself if that attachment is serving you. Is it bringing goodness into your life? Is it bringing growth and freshness into your life? Or is this attachment kind of working to your detriment? Maybe you have an attachment to alcohol. Maybe an attachment to something else, you know, that, that's detrimental. And is that attachment keeping you from your ultimate goal? Is it helping you towards your ultimate goal or is it acting as something that's decaying because that's what it is right if we have these attachments in our lives that are bringing us down um, I was about to say lowering our vibration that's not usually a phrase I use but I feel like it's suiting here lowering our vibration um, reducing our potential or really just kind of like muffling our potential it's putting us in this like tomastic inert decaying stage it's like we want to grow we want to be vibrant and radiant and working at our fullest potential so we need to see are those attachments helping us or are they working to our detriment and are they keeping us from what we want to be and, and how we want to be and if that is the case is it time to do something new is it time to change the way we're bringing being and breaking those attachments cutting cords with those attachments replacing those attachments I feel like that's one of the most important things because when we remove something from our life it creates a space and it feels like a void so we've got to fill that void up with something that's good but make your list review your attachments write down any patterns that you see within yourself 
man, I, I've got to say, like, I've been triggered. Like, <laughs> I've been triggered in these past few days and in, in this in-between phase. Something with my partner came up and I'm a huge advocate. I think that the most intimate relationships in our lives are our biggest teachers because intimacy is what really gets in there and what causes us to get triggered. You know, it's like the only, it's one of the only things that can like really trigger us in a really deep way. And that's beautiful. That is the best catalyst of growth and the biggest mirror. So I had some things come up and they're ancient patterns. They're so old. I've been doing these for years as a method of protection. And I would have continued to operate from this pattern had I not had this person reflect them back to me to work on. And that's a beautiful opportunity. It's not comfortable. It's not comfortable. And I am so blessed to have an environment that's supportive for my growth and compassionate for my growth. Um, it's not comfortable, but it's the biggest gift. But with that being said as well, if there are people in your life that are getting triggered and there are people in your life who are having these patterns, you may be their mirror you may be their catalyst for growth. And I'm not saying go to your person or go to your friends and say, I see these patterns in you and it's time for you to stop them. <laughs> it, it can be done a lot more delicate than that. And this is, of course, with their permission if they want that reflection. You know, if this is someone who comes to you asking for your insight. And you may be able to act as that mirror. But when you're acting as a mirror, it's so important if you truly care about the person standing in front of you. It's so profoundly important to be a safe place for them to grow. And that means acting with compassion, acting with curiosity, with sincerity, not trying to manipulate them, not trying to shame them or guilt them, pointing out these patterns or helping them see it, talking about it with them, maybe helping them process, and reminding yourself that they are a person in progress. And they're going to have their things. And no matter who we choose to be close with in this life, all of us are going to come with our things. And we're all going to continue to grow. And we're all going to continue to learn. And this is part of the process. And um, the final thing I'll say, of course, is this isn't an excuse. I always feel like I have to give this um, disclaimer. Because I know that there are so many people who listen to this podcast who are bleeding hearts and people pleasers and just so kind and so gentle and have a have a great capacity to witness other people um who may not be in their in their highest self you know at any given moment and so be discerning you know i want everyone to be compassionate and create safe spaces for others to grow but there's a difference between being compassionate with someone who's wanting to learn and wanting to be reciprocal in compassion and love and someone who is really not trying to work on themselves and who is not treating you well. So if there is someone in your life who is not treating you well or is even abusive and it feels that way, it's a different story. Then you need to focus on those attachments. You know, forget about being the mirror. Go back to your attachments. <laughs> Look at what is not serving you. It may be time for you to choose a different direction, okay? So I just wanted to throw that disclaimer out there. So this is the in-between phase of the eclipses. We have quite a lot going on between Mars being debilitated, Mercury retrograde, and Venus in Gemini. And we will be 
watching this upcoming solar eclipse that's going to take place on June 10th as it brews. So of course, intensity is going to continue to build as we get closer. And next week, I will be sure to release a segment that's all about the solar eclipse and things to watch out for. If you would like to schedule a reading with me, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga and schedule yourself. You can go to my Instagram, which is astrology now underscore podcast. I would love to see you on Patreon, where I do weekly horoscopes for each of the 12 zodiac signs. It's patreon.com slash astrology now podcast. And I will talk to you all very soon. Again, my name is Christine. This is astrology now. Thank you so much. Thank you.